Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist for you, the listeners, to enjoy at your home, at your work, or while you're working out, or really any time that you want to play this podcast. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub, and I, I hope no one's listening to this while working out. We need something upbeat. We could add some workout music to the background. We'll just have uh, Matt add that on cue right here. <laughs> I assume he actually has some of that. That'd be funny if he just left that in there, just be blank. But uh, either way, I guess the beginning and the end both have that guitar or whatever that is. I'm no musician, so that's okay. And I guess I'm also not going to know a lot about what we're talking about today because I don't smoke either, which is what the subject of this Friday's podcast. Well, you're tobacco free, so I, I suppose you know about that. That's true. I'll take it from that perspective. <laughs> so we have an, an interesting topic dealing with a tobacco-free hiring policy. And I guess I should say the name of the place that it's doing this. Uh, University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Yeah, which, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. In fact, their logo is literally a C crossed out or on their billboard that says cancer and it has it crossed out in, in red, which is kind of cool. But then I think, or a comedian that was in Houston came to town once and he's like, yeah, I saw that billboard and it looked like their goal was cancer and then they completed that. <laughs> so they crossed it out. <laughs> Something to that effect. I thought... I thought that was clever. So now applicants there are going to be screened for tobacco use. It's just part of the application. And those who test positive will not be eligible for immediate employment with the cancer center. But if they remain interested in the job, they're going to be given tobacco suscitation materials and instructions for obtaining assistance, which I think is really cool, actually. This is a really great policy and procedure that they have in place. I mean, I haven't heard of something similar really before. If I have, I guess I forgot about it. But I wonder if this is going to start making waves throughout the country. I mean, this is, for Texas, you know better than me, you live there. Is there possibly people that smoke more? Houston's a little bit different uh, than the rest of Texas. But coming from San Diego, I think there are more smokers here in general. I mean, San Diego is a, it's, it's unique. Definitely. Yeah, San Diego is a little pretty unique in the country. What's interesting, I think in the medical field, and anyone, anyone who's listening is in the medical field, I think can attest to this, you'd be surprised how many physicians, nurses, or people in the health-related field actually smoke. I actually know a pulmonologist that actually smokes, and this guy works with lung cancer and stuff like that. So like, I do think it's a problem in general, of course, but in the health industry, I mean, can you imagine, you know, the University of Texas and MD Anderson, their purpose is trying to rid the world of cancer, and yet they have uh, employees that may be smoking, which is a, a huge cause for not, not only cancer, but all these other health, uh, health risks as well. There's no health benefits of, of smoking, so. And I just thought of like, one of the reasons they may be doing this on top of the PR aspect is if they have a self-insured plan, or even a fully insured plan, whatever, and providing health benefits, their premium and their cost will be much less, especially how the new Obamacare works and Affordable Care Act works. If your employees are more healthy, then you're going to benefit from that. And so if they have employees that don't, don't smoke, your health care costs are going to be lower too. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, let's get to the, let's get to the legal part here because we know there's going to be a lawsuit. So 
in Texas, their smokers don't really have any kind of rights of protection. It's not a protected class, but it may be in other states for sure. There'll be something. In California, a place does a similar policy, there'll definitely be a lawsuit for some sort of, it'll be the next day, some sort of discrimination. But according to California law, an employer may not discharge or discriminate against an employee for engaging in lawful activity during non-work hours away from the employer's premises. This is something I've always wondered, not to branch off, but I feel like the people that take smoke breaks during work actually get, you know, it's like a benefit. It's this is, I guess this is the benefit of smoking is you get to work less and get paid the same amount as people that are sitting at their desk and continue to work not taking the smoke breaks. So that's the benefit that people get that smoke. I figured it out. <laughs> that's the benefit. But I, I think I think employers have become less tolerant to that, that they basically allow the same breaks that anyone else can get and you can't take other breaks and they're not as flexible as I think they used to be. You know, Matt mentioned this, the language of the statute, this unlawful activity or lawful activity outside of work hours. And California is one of like four other states that basically has that kind of statutory protection. Actually, there's about 12 of them, I should say. But there's also eight, about 18 other states that also specifically protect tobacco use in particular. They're obviously in the minority, but this whole lawful activity aspect, I talked about a little bit towards the end of our last episode, but what exactly this means, I mean, an employer may or may not just discriminate against an employee for engaging lawful activity outside of work. I mean, what exactly does that mean? And when this, when this statute first came out, lawyers and employers alike were just kind of dumbfounded a little bit. So what exactly does that mean? Does that mean that you can't discriminate somebody for moonlighting or for, you know, doing something that may be legal? And how, how encompassing is that? And so that has been restricted quite a bit or narrowed down, I should say. So it doesn't cover everything. It only, it only extends to protecting what are already public policies in general. And so now the question is, does this apply to tobacco smoke or not? It seems to be the law's hedging towards that it does protect smokers so long as it's not affecting work and they're doing it outside of work it's fine but i wouldn't be surprised especially with california and its and its approach with smoking that that might start hedging the other way but then again i mean california also has a tendency to allow people to do what they want as well so it's uh, i guess it's a balance on that and on end yeah we even got to the whole issue with e-cigarettes which no one can figure out what to do I guess they've been banned to some extent in certain instances, but... Yeah, exactly. But if you're an employer, I can understand, especially, like you said, especially in a health-related field, you would want your employees and personnel not to be smoking. And they're representing your brand and so forth. But if you're in one of these states, it's a little risky. But it goes to other things, too. And it, and it kind of relates to real dollars and cents for the employer relating to uh, insurance costs, Right. What if you specified that any employees can't eat too much or can't eat fast food or they have to exercise? You know, these are these are all things that start to get murky, especially as it applies to laws in California with has this general statute that may protect any discrimination outside of uh, the workplace. Yeah. You know, 99% plus of people aren't in perfect health outside of work and everyone does something that's not healthy. Yeah. And the difference there is there's discrimination for conduct, but we've, we've already talked about, I think we've talked about in the past, like discrimination based on someone's weight, for example, if they're overweight, 
may or may not be lawful because basically there's some cases that say, well, if they're obese, then that's considered a handicap and considered a disability, I should say. Therefore, you'd be discriminating upon a, a disability. But what if they're just a little overweight or what if they're ugly? You know, can you fire for those reasons? And like we, we always joke around is that you can pretty much fire for for anything that's not unlawful. And even though it may sound like discrimination, unless it's a protected class, then usually you're able to uh, discriminate upon those reasons. Yeah. You shouldn't tell someone you're not going to hire them because they're they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, I mean, you can do the opposite as you can only hire ugly people too. I'm not hiring you because you're too attractive. Well, if you're, if you're looking to hire like an actor or actress, something like that, then maybe it's a little different. Yeah. But then that falls under the bona fide, bona fide occupational qualification. That's what it is. Yeah. And just to touch one more thing on this is what's the screening process for this? Do you know? They do some kind of screening for tobacco, which I guess if they're smoking, they'd be able to detect it or some somehow. I mean, they are in the health field, so I suppose they have those capabilities. What about uh, Big League Chew? Are you, you know what that is? It's bubble gum, but it's made to look like chewable tobacco for kids. That, that should be outlawed too. I mean, uh, I think MD Anderson should check for that as well. <laughs> Sorry, we can't hire you because you've uh, chewed Big, Big League Chew, which still exists. I saw it recently, so... Which seemed harmless as a kid at the time, but now I can kind of see like, that's kind of weird. You know, it's like when you see those uh, Joe Camel toys that are given to kids and things like that, that's always an odd, odd thing to see. I remember I have candy cigarettes, so. Yeah, candy cigarettes. Yeah. And those were awesome because you got to pretend to smoke while, again, chewing on bubble gum. I don't buy candy now or especially kids candy, but I would assume those probably aren't out there anymore, but. They had a point where. You can actually blow and and smoke would come out. Remember? No. No, no, no. Seriously, it wasn't smoke. It was because because basically how they did it is the outer shell was kind of chalk or something. Like those smarties. Like it was it was candy, but it was it was powder in there and it, it was in between the gum and the outside shell. And so when you first get it, you could blow and it kind of just powders out like a smoke. Yeah. So ridiculous. So, uh, I think that was something new that they came out a little bit later, which I utilized for impressing people. And it worked. <laughs> All right, guys. So, well, thank you for joining us. This is Friday, and every Friday, as you know, what do we do? Well, I keep it sound and keep it smart, but I was going to say, <laughs> if you had to pick one Jim Carrey quote for, to describe this episode, what would you, how would you describe it? Oh, I got you. I was going to say, all righty then, <laughs> but I think, you're, I think you're thinking of I'm smoking, right? Or smoking? Just smoking. I'm smoking. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say until you got on the Jim Carrey rant was go to iTunes and rate us five stars. And that really helps us out mostly for our egos than anything else. So yeah. we just need that little, little push. Yeah. But I still, as always, keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. 
The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.